0: utter madness that over 200 cities, counties, and states have now declared racism to be a public health crisis. But what's even more maddening is that no one really seems to even care. I'm Martin Moya, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. And while the country sleepwalks through one of the most dangerous conniving and sinister proclamations ever to sweep the nation we're going to do our best to wake people up to america's white coat dictators that are now coming all right welcome to another episode of shout out patriots i'm your host martin moyer and I got several guests joining me today, you know many of them, Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church. Say hello, Pastor. What's up, Patriots? Shout out. All right, we got Alec Rooney, he's the news editor of the Christian Action Network.
1: Welcome and happy February. Uh, happy February, huh? Yeah.
0: today's February 1. Yep. We got Michael Moyer, the producer. Welcome back. Shout out Patriot, Uh, Patriots, glad to have you back. <laughs> And out in Columbus, Ohio, we have attorney David Carroll, who's the chairman of Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this show. All right, so today we're talking about something that has riled me up for at least, I don't know, a half a year now, and I can't seem to make any progress explaining to people why we should all be very scared, very alarmed, uh, what this is all about, and what to expect in the future if we don't start combating it right now. So as of the most recent stats that I can find, 233 states, cities, and counties have declared racism as a public health crisis. And uh, we can look at that and go, are they just virtual signaling? Is this just sort of some statement they want to make to go on record that puts, you know, They're not a racist because they've made this claim that they're not racist and racism is a public health crisis or something more sinister about it. Michael, you have queued up some of the uh, uh, TV episodes, news episodes about this, right? I do. All right, let's give a play to that.
2: In July 2019,
1: Milwaukee became the first city to declare racism a public health crisis. And almost one year later, dozens of other cities have begun to follow suit in response to the protests ignited after Minneapolis police killed George Floyd. If we're
2: talking about Thanksgiving, we're not talking about Native Americans and pilgrims sat down at a table.
3: Brianna was elated to learn the City Board of Health issued a resolution Tuesday that officially declares racism as a public health crisis. Across the country. and
2: state leaders are declaring racism a public health crisis or emergency racism is now officially a public health crisis in new york city yesterday the city's board of
3: health passed a resolution recognizing the impact of racism on people's health during the pandemic joining other cities across the country mayor lightfoot declaring racism as a public health crisis in Chicago.
0: Well, tonight, Mayor Aaron Mendenhall and the Salt Lake City Council declaring racism a public health crisis. When we talk about racism as a public health crisis, um, it's not one or two things. There are no kind of magic bullets to fix it. Um, there is a, a recognition that we both have to do things in the moment as much as we can, but also that the important thing is that we come out of this with a recommitment um, to kind of rewiring our systems and society. All right, right there. We have to have a commitment to rewire society. Right. So, you know, if this was just a couple of cities or, I don't know, towns uh, making some type of virtual signaling statement that racism is a public health crisis, maybe we could ignore it. But we're now well over 200 city, states and counties, and including the Center for Disease Control having declared racism, a public health crisis. You get all the major medical organizations out there, uh, the American Public Health Association, the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American College of Emergency Physicians, they all have declared racism now, a public health crisis. And what are we going to do about it? What are they, and more importantly, going to do about it? Well, we just heard from this lady that We need to rewire society. Am I the only one here that is very, very alarmed as to what this will
3: mean for us in the future? Absolutely not. Rewiring society. That's a, that's a tall order, right? That's a big task. And, you know, racism really is the left's religion. When you think about it, right? They love to throw these words out there, and and it's a public health crisis now, whatever that means. Racism is a public sin crisis. That's what we have to realize, <laughs> right? We we need to go back to that. And um, you know, what's what's their what's their motivation well, here? You know, when you call something a public health crisis,
0: that would probably demand you need some type of vaccine or some type of solution to, to solve this Only who health Only who gets who,
1: treated? Who's the victim of this crisis? I mean, who gets treated? Is it the people who are inflicting the racism or the people who are the object of the racism?
0: Well, Georges Benjamin, he's the executive director of the American Public Health Association, told CNN that we have to do more than walk the talk not just pass resolutions, it's going to require proactive action. So what do they mean by that? So uh, right now, if you examine and go through all the details of these cities and counties and states that have passed these proclamations, they want to tie uh, every particular illness that a minority suffers to trace it back to racism. In other words, it's no longer a biological reason why they get ill right now and suffer medical issues. It's the result of racism. And that's, I'm not just exaggerating that. So uh, let me read to you from the uh, CDC. Because of racism, minorities experience uh, higher rates of illness and death, including diabetes, that's caused by racism, hypertension, obesity, asthma, heart disease. All this is being caused by racism. So if they actually believe that, then you know they're gonna come up with some type of solution of how to stop it. So we know what their solution is, right? We gotta stop racism, but how are they gonna stop racism? What is their solution to that? Uh, We can probably look at their strategies for tackling COVID, right? So to tackle COVID, we gotta tell you, at times you gotta stay indoors, not go to church, um, that you have to wear a mask, that you got a social distance, that you have to have a vaccine, um, that you have to have a passport. This is how we tackle the problem of COVID. And all of this uh, nonsense about racism being a public health crisis came out after COVID. It's almost like they're using that COVID as a springboard to launch something much more dastardly against the American citizens to be able to say we can now can control you and your activity because your activity is causing others to be ill and to be sick and that's, to suffer.
1: That's the model from COVID. Is suddenly we're you're not just responsible for your own health, which is the only way that it can work. Actually, suddenly you're responsible for everyone else's health too.
3: Yeah, and speaking of COVID, that's what that's what Mayor Lightfoot did, right? She declared racism a public health crisis all to tie that into a COVID-19 relief fund of $10 million. You know, where where did the two correlate? It, it makes no sense. There's no logic as we know from these leftists.
2: Well, I, I think, Jason, I think you're exactly right that the, the problem is that their anti-racism has become a religion. It has all the aspects of religion. And uh, I agree with Martin that it's really scary, I think, I mean, I hope we don't come to something like the Spanish Inquisition, where uh, anybody that is not sufficiently anti-racist is subject to uh, torture or uh, shutdowns or, or being locked up or something. It, it's pretty scary. It really is scary.
4: To say sufficiently anti-racism, when when I look at that and I think of what the Democrats mean... And look at what they say to try to, I don't know, extrapolate what they're meaning here is that if you don't basically treat uh, minorities with kid gloves, you know, then you're a racist. You're a racist if you think that everybody should be treated the same. It's this equity that they keep asking for. Beyond that,
0: you're a racist simply because you have white privilege, because you own a home that's nicer than uh, somebody else. Uh, that somehow uh, you have an unfair advantage to other people. And because of that unfair advantage, you're denying certain advantages to people below you that's causing them health problems. So let me read you a quote from the American Medical Association. I, I just think this is absolutely profound from a medical group. The AMA is committed to pushing for a shift in thinking. Okay, so understand that. This is a shift in thinking from race as a biological risk factor for a deeper understanding of racism as a determinant of health. So they don't want you to think of a person's biological risk factor anymore for their health issues. They want you to think that their health issues are now based on racism.
3: Marty, have you ever gone to a doctor and the doctor told you your condition was based on racism?
0: Well, I guess nowadays they would probably look at me and go, you know, uh, the w- way you're living your life, you're causing illness and stealing other people's happiness. We went through that earlier. Or you're, so you're a germ. <laughs> you're a germ. <laughs> <laughs> and you're um, causing detriment of health to those you're around you because Marty. of the way you're living.
4: Yeah, I saw on the news uh, a couple months ago, and this was the local news, that um, a pregnant uh colored lady dies more often than a pregnant white lady, and they were blaming that on racism as well.
1: Yes, it's all tied to race. Are there, like, white people bashing her with sticks in the hospital or something?
4: I have no idea where they I get that from. I can see
1: socioeconomically where that would make a difference. Yes, so poorer people, less advantaged people, will have less favorable outcomes medically a lot of the time because their nutrition isn't as good, knowledge isn't as good. But to just say racism...
4: Well, it sounds to me like they're claiming that the doctors are pretty racist.
1: Oh, and the, race, the, doctors, the racist doctors well, they do. just kind they of do say of walk out of the room and say, oh, I'm going to go play golf. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> they my, claim oh, that. The rest of my patients today are black. I'm going to go out and. Hit, doctors hit the are court. not treating
0: minorities
1: with the best of health
0: care because they are racist and uh, causing them illness. So,
2: yeah, and you have to understand that this whole public health crisis thing. Only thinks about racism in one direction. They don't talk about racism in the other direction, uh, about uh, the black-on-white crime and racist things, the uh, the crimes against Asians, the crimes against Asians which are primarily black. They ignore that as being racism or affirmative action, racial preferences to favor minorities, which hurts all other races. That's racism, it seems to me, but this public health crisis ignores those problems of racism and focuses only on the problems of blacks, which, frankly, racism has been decreasing substantially. It's far decreased during my lifetime. Right now, there's even black privilege, which, which is what affirmative action is. And it, it, blacks have privileges that whites don't. Blacks can say the N-word out loud and nobody says anything about it. Um, there, there are all sorts of things that blacks can do, that whites can't do in this society because of, well, they call it reverse racism, but it's just simply racism in the other direction.
1: Watch the behavior in an NFL game.
0: Well, speaking of NFL, right? Because at the Super Bowl, aren't they having uh, Snoop Dogg uh, uh, do the halftime show? He's and how many times? Artist, yeah. Has he used the N-word? I think well, black players, care black about players
1: that. in the NFL have almost single-handedly uh, abolished the whole concept of good sportsmanship.
0: All right, uh, Alec. So yeah. I think that uh, because it ties in so much to what we're talking about, we're probably going to keep using this inside joke that we might be stealing someone's happiness. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I think people are going to be confused as to why we're using related that. Court case. It's a non race related case, but it does tie in in the fact that your activity is stealing the right. happiness or the well-being, it's the health perfect. of somebody else. So why don't you tell people out here, uh, why we're poking fun at this, uh, where that phrase came yeah, from, where that phrase is coming
1: from. Well, there was a, uh, a football player and marching band. Uh, member at a high school in Michigan who was um, a section leader in his marching band, and he was seen to be around some other players who were making, quote, homophobic jokes, and he didn't stop them. And he also didn't stop people from booing at the game when the homecoming king and queen introduced themselves as homosexuals. And he was called into the, first the assistant principals and then the principal's office, and accused of, uh, making people feel unsafe with his Christian faith of not being a good section leader and of not stopping people from telling homophobic jokes and of stealing people's happiness by, (laughs) by committing these actions. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's what whites are being accused of these days is accused as stealing the happiness. Well, well,
0: we're we're being accused of stealing the health of
1: minorities. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the accusation
0: and this is how far we'll go. Yeah. If you accept that, uh, you know, somehow we white people are stealing the health of minorities, then someone's going to take that to the next step and say, well, not only do you steal health as a Christian, you're stealing the happiness and sooner or later Christianity is going to be a public health crisis, right? Right. All right. So there's the question of, okay, how are our leaders going to deal with this? Uh, disease out there called racism. Because of a disease, we got to treat it. We got to find ways of treating it. So there are a couple of examples out there already. Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed an executive order last August 5 that requires state employees to complete implicit bias training on a biannual basis. So twice a year in order to deal with the race is a public health crisis in her state. The employees have to go through implicit bias training classes. I'm not sure why do you have to do it twice a year? Does
1: something happen every six months? Because those contractors who do that garbage need to get paid. That's what. that's gotta be what it is now. They're
4: really, really racist. Yeah.
1: And they're really related to the politicians who are giving them all the contracts
0: in Milwaukee County. Now, Milwaukee County was the first, uh, uh, place to actually pass this nonsense, uh, executive director. David Crowley said that thousands of county employees have undergone racial equity training that cover microaggressions, implicit bias, biases and other issues. Who knows what other issues are? Uh, So we know what their solution is going to be. We've declared it as a public health crisis. Over 200 cities, states and counties have done that, including the CDC. Now we got to treat it. How are we going to treat it? We're going to make you, attend these anti-racial classes. And perhaps if you do not attend them, you do not get a job.
3: There will be consequences. There
1: will be consequences. Has that, have any of you guys ever attended since racial sensitivity training? I have not. Because I have. I worked in the newspaper business for 26 years and it was getting, they were getting closer and closer together. And it is, uh, it's from what I'm hearing, it wasn't as bad what I went through as it is now. How long ago was it? That? that I was doing it? Yeah. Probably the last one I did was about, seven to eight years ago.
3: Wow, so they had that even back then.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was much milder from what I'm hearing. It's gotten really in your face now. And back then, you could actually voice some dissatisfaction with what was being said in the room, and you wouldn't get instantly canned, at least at the places where I worked. But you would definitely, it definitely drew lines through the worker community, and it broke up unity in the newsrooms where I worked.
4: The government or the Democrats or the people who's pushing this idea um, isn't it just a big way for them to blame everybody else for the mistakes that they can't fix? <laughs> well, that's yeah. a, that's a good point.
2: No, so I agree with Michael. That, that makes perfect sense. Uh, although I suppose we ought to be very clear here. We all agree that racism is wrong. It's just not a public health crisis. That's the problem. Well, we also do
0: not agree with how they define racism. That mm-hmm. you are, if you're white, you are naturally born a racist, that if you own a home that's nicer than someone that's a minority, that makes you a racist. Um, And the many other crazy definitions they have now of defining what racism
1: is. If you don't excuse a black person for committing a crime.
0: Well, here, let me give you some examples of what they say uh, in the Pew Research Center of what racism is. Police brutality against uh, people of color. Okay, that's racism. Uh, displays of waiter indifference Ooh, to people. Waiter indifference. Waiter absolutely. indifference. Like a server at a restaurant. Yeah, that's ever at a <laughs> That is uh, an example of racism.
1: Um, shopkeepers, <laughs> waiters have to do what they can do. <laughs> they
3: just spit in your food
1: if there's <laughs> yeah, really. <if> there's racism. <laughs> Be nice to waiters.
4: That's a. I'm I'm afraid of waiters.
0: Yeah. Uh, shopkeepers that ignore minority minority customers when they come into the store. That's uh, an example of racism. Now, how do you know? Uh, you know. Okay, so I walk in the store all the time, trying to find someone to answer a question of mine because I can't find it, and it's like all oh, the that store owners are trying to avoid me. I'm running <laughs> yeah. for cover. Uh, and I never think that oh, well they're doing it because I'm white. You know, I don't know how they know that, oh, this guy is ignoring me because I'm a minority. I just, but this is now racism. Teachers that devalue students. In other words, all this is kind of like uh, subjective, right? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at teacher and saying, oh, well, that teacher's devaluing
1: that student over there. It's not empirical. You can't analyze and say, yes, here. Even if the student answered something wrong and they said, no, that's the wrong answer. And if the student's black, that teacher could be are racist
3: well the the more that they push this agenda and this narrative the more that it makes them feel less racist right the more that they yeah. point the finger and say the the white person is racist the conservative is racist the christian is racist then that makes me feel better as an individual to say i'm not racist i'm a good because, white person because i'm not in that camp with these other people because they're racist and now we've declared it this public health crisis and we've made it this multitude this magnitude to make others think wow maybe i am a racist but what we have to realize is is that At the very core, right, every human being has a sin nature, right? And if we think about that, there can be a propensity for racism. I remember before I became a Christian, I had racist tendencies because of my upbringing, because I might have heard my uncle or my grandparents say racist things, right? And you don't think about that. Now I, I, I look at how things like God looks at things, right? I say God is not a respecter of persons. You know, I, I don't judge people according to their skin color, you know, and we got to go to the core and they're just putting a bandaid, they're putting the surface and there is a solution here. We know that, but it's not the Democrat solution.
2: And these minor things that Martin pointed out that, that they're hooking on, that is, it, it's, it's a problem of confirmation bias. They assume that there is racism in X. And whatever they can look at, they will assume that X is, a cause, is, is, is racism. There was a song about oh, 50 years ago by a, a comedian called uh, Tom Lehrer about smut. And he had the following line. In, in, and it, whenever I hear this kind of thing, it just reminds me a, about it. And, and the, the line goes something like this. Ah, smut. Uh, I can tell you things about Peter Pan and the Wizard of Oz. There's a dirty old man. Yeah. (laughs) If you're really looking for racism, you can find it in anything. The color of flowers. uh, The fact that the door doesn't open quickly or it slams too hard. I mean, if you really are looking for it, you can find it
3: anywhere. Black coffee or coffee with cream.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Tom Lehrer had a great song called National Brotherhood Week, David. Do you remember that one? I Uh, do. Where he said uh, at the very beginning that there are some people, it has come to my attention, there are some people in this world who don't love their fellow man, and I hate people like that. (laughs) (laughs) That was his way of introing the song, which I'll sing for you if you like. Oh, Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I'll
2: bring it in next time. We can do duet next time we get together. I know the words.
3: Our ratings will go up if we do that, please. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Going kind of back to what my dad was saying is the uh, way that how, I don't know, evil this sounds to me is that um, it kind of reminds me of the pandemic. You know, um, they say that they don't want you to get sick. So everybody has to wear a mask, whether you're sick or not. So if you're, don't want people to be racist. Everybody has to be ex- like exceptionally unracist, or some undefined way of being Exceptional. less but, racist. Woke, woke. But, see, they Even can if define you're not it, and you know you're not. They can woke. define
0: it by making you get a you know uh, anti-racial vaccine passport, right? Because well, I've attended a class, you know, I've been brainwashed. I, yeah, you know, here's here's the record. You know, instead of getting two shots or a booster shot, you know, I buy annually. Yep. I attend anti-racist class and I have a certificate on my wall, in my hand, in my wallet, that I can show you to prove to you it will be that the, I'm not a racist.
1: It will be in the dossier of papers that we are required to carry around just like they did in East All Germany. Here's the real
0: danger. We need to see our papers. As I see it. We already have, you know, Fauci running around as some type of uh, you know, COVID czar, right? Dictating to people whatever he says. You know, it's picked up by the CDC and other uh, health commissioners around the United States and says, oh, well, Fauci said this, therefore we must do it. We are going to turn our country over to these lunatic doctors who are going to be telling us where we can live and how we rewire our life. It's not going to be elected officials anymore. It's not going to be people who we put in office Look at all the stuff we have to follow just because the CDC unelected officials and Fauci says we didn't put them in office, but we still are required to follow them. Because once they say it, then the governor comes out and says, well, it's been said by these doctors, these professionals, they know better than I do. I'm just the governor. They're the authority. I'm a lawmaker. The, I'm not a physician. The members Therefore,
1: of the elitist club. Right.
0: So they're going to turn these physicians and to leaders of the united states that are going to start dictating to us how we live so michael pull up this other now. that what he's going to pull up now is the american medical association i want to vomit every time i watch this i almost had him not put this together because i'm not sure i can stand listening to it anymore
3: we got the barf bag ready yeah, just in bag case. The barf bag is ready. Pass the <laughs> you know, bucket.
0: Who started this thing? Does anybody remember who started this thing where you make a video and you have 50 people on the video and they all have a single word they say? Yeah. You know, or <laughs> they come up with a song and everyone sings one word of the song. We need to do one of those. Yeah. And that's supposed to somehow emphasize the, dra- the drama of their emotions and how serious they are. Well, this AMA video, which they produced to show you, us, the American people, how serious they are about curing racism as a public health crisis. Pull it up, Michael, and let other I think people I, I get think I've seen this. sick by watching it.
1: We, the Board of Trustees, state that that the AMA recognizes that racism,
2: racism, racism in its systemic, structural, mm. institutional, and interpersonal forms
3: is an urgent threat to public health. The advancement of health equity
4: and a barrier to excellence in the delivery of medical care.
1: The AMA opposes all forms of racism. The AMA denounces police brutality and
3: all forms
2: all forms of racially
4: motivated violence. The AMA will actively work
3: to dismantle racist
0: and discriminatory policies and practices
4: across all of healthcare. care.
1: All of health All of health care.
0: All right, do you want these guys running your life? Because that is where we're headed.
2: We <laughs> are headed we in these scary. people
0: sitting around a boardroom somewhere drawing up plans for the rest of the United States about how they're going to cure racism, this threat, what they call it, a threat to society. It's a threat. It's got to be cured. And how do we cure it? Well, we start knocking down white privilege. So they're going to start looking at us and saying, ah, you're in this position. You should be in this position. That's an unfair advantage you have over other people. And we're going to get rid of it. It's
1: time to start being racist against whites. Absolutely.
3: And they use all these buzzwords, right? I noticed health equity. Right, and, and the more that they can use these buzzwords, and here's what I, I want to go back to this for a second, because when they're doing these racial equity tests and all this garbage, you know, it makes me think, how many times is that going to backfire, right? They think that that's going to help. But now when we're thinking about racism even more, how many people are going to be triggered to be more racist because now it's more on the top of their mind? I got to think that that's going to occur. I think they're intentionally trying to drive people into racism. racism.
0: Yeah. They're trying to make people racist because right. they're making you focus on it all the time. And they do know this. If I start dictating your life and how you live and what job you get, how you're promoted, what you can say to keep your job, whether you can actually get that job, then it's going to turn you into a racist because you're going to look at the minorities and say, you're the reason why I'm being held back. And that's exactly what they want to happen and occur.
1: It's a classic totalitarian tactic. It's just like Saddam Hussein drumming up tension and friction and enmity between the, the Shiites and the Sunnis.
0: Okay. So we have a situation. We all know what this is in the public schools where children are having to wear masks ridiculous for ridiculous reasons, right? Uh, because of the spread of COVID. Even though children really don't catch COVID and they don't transmit COVID and they don't die from COVID, schools are just hanging on to this. We got to keep this in place. And we wonder why the obsession? Why is this so important to them? Because COVID and the schools are setting up a dictatorial path for children to follow. Now, here's an example in Virginia, the state uh, legislature passed a law called SB 1303. That law requires Virginia public schools to follow all the CDC guidelines and recommendations for public schools. So if the CDC says public school students should wear masks, then they now control what goes on in the public schools. Well, the CDC has already declared racism to be a public health crisis. So, if the CDC then comes out and says all public school students should take critical race theory, anti racist training classes, all state legislature has to do is say our schools will follow the guidelines of the CDC. So, this is working in the background. People are orchestrating this. I don't think this is a conspiracy theory. And I think if we don't get on top of it now and start to denouncing this, of course, we're all afraid to, right? Because if you do denounce it, well, then you're a racist.
1: You're labeled.
2: And they know that.
1: And you're labeled in the age of the internet when you can never be unlabeled.
2: Silence is the violence against the, uh, the minorities. All you have to do is be silent and you're, you're committing violence against them.
0: Well yeah, and so right now in Virginia schools, even though the governor's come out and said that you do not have to wear the face masks anymore, well because the state legislature already passed a law that doesn't expire until August that says you have to follow the guidelines of the CDC, now they have to wear the masks in the schools. And if they do not wear those masks, they are subject to punishment and suspension. Even though they're following the orders of the governor that just got elected for the state of Virginia. The CDC now, not the governor of
1: Virginia, controls the schools. They now supersede The CDC, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's now um, subject to their approval.
0: We are becoming a country that is going to be at the whim and will of physicians. And,
1: and not just
0: the physician, the family physician that you go to that you might like, but the ones that you just saw on that AMA
3: video. Those idiots were brainwashed. Right. And the more that they can magnify the crisis and the problem, the more that society is going to look on and say that we have a real problem here. And here's the thing, guys. I mean, I know we all probably saw Biden vowed right recently to nominate a black woman for Supreme Court. Right. He wants to make sure that there's going to be a black woman. It wasn't, hey, this is going to be the top candidate, the top nominee, I don't care what their color, creed, race, or anything is. Imagine if President Trump did the same thing. Imagine if he said, I'm going to vow that I'm going to have a white, conservative, heterosexual, Christian male in the Supreme Court. If that was his angle, the outrage, imagine that, right? Mm-hmm. But well, they Biden-
1: would, They would just say, well, all the ones in the past have been white, male Christians, so we're just making up for that.
0: All right? Who here would be uh, behind saying- a declaration that
3: declares wokeism as a public health crisis.
0: Um, wokeism. Wokeism. Yeah. yeah. Or how about liberalism? Woke-ism,
3: yeah. Wokeism should be a mental illness.
0: But you would think that they would at least say that abortion is a public health crisis, right? Because it kills over six hundred thousand children. And how, a year and in how the many, United and States. How many Not of those letting abortions black. go through yeah. is
4: actually racist. Because I heard that about the damn Texas bill. Yeah. If you if you if you try to prevent abortions, that's actually harming the minority community
1: who are trying to kill their babies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So because more, as a percentage, more black uh, babies are murdered than white babies as a percentage of, of the population. So so and for that matter. The uh, Planned Parenthood was founded by a woman who wanted to eliminate black people uh, as a matter of racial purity. And yeah, Margaret that was their goal. Yeah.
3: She was a and, eugenicist. And, and guys, think about this. If, if we take their logic on this, right, if it's the whites who are racist against the minorities, right, if you allow those babies to be born, if you're against abortion, you'd have more blacks in society and less racism. According to their logic,
4: absolutely right. But if you do the math, go ahead. We got to about five minutes. Being way too logical,
3: Jason. I know. I know.
1: I apologize.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, I just wanted to bring up. Can you the the fact that all this started um, after Obama became president? Now, when I was growing up, uh, everybody had thought that you know I just want, or you would hear from black people that would say I will just be surprised when a black person becomes president, and that will be the sign that America moved forward. And the moment that that happens, this is what the Democrats go after. And then and they go after not just the president. They go after the uh, Supreme Court. They go after every single head position that there is. Now all of them have to be filled with Im- with a minority. When prior to this, everybody thought, Oh, my gosh. There's a there, we America has finally grown to a point where there is a, 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 a minority president and, and we've reached that point. And now it's the most racist country you could ever be in.
1: Yeah. now We're more racist than ever.
4: Yeah. It, it, it's it's mind boggling. I, I don't know how to how to how to deal with it, because I, you know, to me. It doesn't really matter who you are if you have the qualifications Let me back up to that be president, you should be president. Here.
0: In two thousand and one there were sixty two members of Congress that were non white. In twenty twenty one, there are now a hundred and twenty eight members of Congress who are non white. So it doubled. Yeah, and so why 20 are they years? not celebrating? It doubled. Right. But nevertheless, Suddenly, we're a racist society.
4: Yeah, and, and the, uh, the vice president is a uh, woman minority.
0: Well, no logical person believes that suddenly we woke up after Obama became president to be a structurally racist society. We were well on our way to knocking down racism in this country, which is despicable. It's absolutely despicable. But now we somehow have made all of us nothing but racist if you are not a person of color. So I, I want. I know we're out of time. I do want to uh, mention this quote that can be found at the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. It says, "The goal of Nazi propaganda was to demonize Jews and to create a climate of hostility," and we can now substitute that to say, "The goal of the woke culture is to demonize whites." and to create a climate of hostility and it has been created and they are creating it and the question is is what will the white people do about it will they attend the classes will they resist the classes will they feel that i will be a known racist as uh, alex is on the internet forever if i refuse to get that uh, anti-racist passport training class under my belt these are going to be difficult decisions for us even more difficult if we suddenly have doctors dictating our varied lives and how we live and through this so-called rewiring of society. So does anybody else have any final comments they want to make?
4: I have to say that I think that there will be, uh, eventually, I don't know how long it'll take, but there'll be a uh, uprising of black people that are against this. Like, uh, who's the guy that ran for governor in California? Um, I can't remember his name right off so
3: Bruce Jenner? <laughs> <laughs> no. <and> Black guy. <laughs> Elder, Larry Elder. Larry Elder, right, right. <laughs> right?
4: People that just deny this uh the the this outlook that they have or this theology that they have of, of how 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 it all works and um I see the wrap it up. Thank you, David. Um anyways, uh I just think that it will be more than that. When people see that this is just a, another way of lowering expectations for anybody who isn't white, they might get start to get offended and come up against it. And once they realize that, then, I don't know, I hope it'll be broken.
1: Blacks need to wake up and see how used they are by these horrible Democrats.
3: And I just want to say this to sum it up, Marty. I'm grateful that Jesus Christ has provided us a solution to racism. You know, uh, for me... Man, I, I hate racism. I really do. And it's unfortunate that you have people trying to pin the tail on the donkey and you know make us think that we're racist. But we don't have to believe that narrative. It's false. It's lies. And uh, look, if any of our viewers have questions about you know what I just mentioned there and they want to know further about the solution for racism, they can reach out to me personally because this is an important topic and there is a solution and it's not what the leftists think. And you can reach out to all of us through shoutoutpatriots at
0: christianaction.org. Should be up on the screen when we uh, put this out there as a podcast. Shoutoutpatriots at christianaction.org. But I will say this that all this talk about racism being a public health crisis is stealing my happiness.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I want to end it there. Thanks uh, for everyone that uh, joined us today. And for all those who are watching or listening to this podcast, please recommend us to your friend. Please remember to uh, take a look at the description of our podcast so you can see what our next episodes are going to be about. Uh, Because I understand as Apple sends them out, uh, it just says on your phone, we have a new couple of podcasts out there, but they don't give a description of what the podcast is about. You have to actually click it. I don't know why we're treated that way because other Apple podcasts go out there and they have the actual title of the podcast, but that's, not racism. A, that failed failed that's racism. racism. <laughs> so please click on it so you can see what our discussion is going to be. It might interest you and please share it with your friend. If you do download it and you find it interesting, make sure that other people in your social networking, uh, uh, uh I guess sphere, uh, gets a chance to see our podcast as well. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much.